Welcome to Rewind Cinema, the podcast where we go back in time and randomly select a movie to give our uneducated opinions about. And sometimes those movies are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like today. We'll get into that very soon. Uh, my name is Matt Morris. I am joined by my friend and co-host. Gabe Whitehurst. And uh, yeah, so I would just like to mention something a phenomenon that has happened on the internet recently okay what you been doing uh it's a youtube channel it's called lasagna cat (laughs) i've talked to you about it before (laughs) yes you have it's very weird so uh if anyone is is, uh is listening right now what i want you to do is go on youtube look up lasagna cat if you like weird kind of existential humor um it it was a it was like one of the, f- maybe not one of the first YouTube channels, but it was made like eight or nine years ago. It's so it was odd. a long time ago. Yeah. And it had maybe five or ten videos. And what they would do is they would take a Garfield uh, comic strip. They would put the date of the comic strip as the title. And then they would act it out, but then do a little scene afterward. And it like. Super weird. It wasn't very popular. They didn't do very well. But recently. Lasagna Cat, along with two other YouTube channels I forget the name of that are kind of connected, uh, all released somewhere between 20 and 30 episodes of this thing. And they are some of the highest production YouTube about videos I've ever seen. At once they released that? Many? They released it all on the same oh, day. I didn't know that. It, at this point, it'll probably have been about a month or a month and a half ago. Jeez. Um, but they, they are so high production quality, it's insane. But they're... But they are insane. They are insane. What is the point? Literally insane. I don't know. Are they? Is it uh, subliminal? Maybe it's like absurdist. It's like it's so weird, dude. It's very strange. But I highly recommend it. And it'll take you a few hours to get through all of them because some (laughs) of them are like an hour long. If it maintains your interest, one of them are four hours long. (laughs) See, like me, you watch it and you go, "Um, "No, I'm not giving that any time." But it's fun. I guess it's sort of funny. You have to though. It's a guy in a Garfield costume and a guy in an Odie costume mm-hmm. and then a really weird guy as uh, uh is it john john john, john. Yeah. yeah very odd very it's odd. Just, it's so self-aware it's so funny i love it you might not like it but look it up at least yeah it's i've watched a few it's worth looking at yeah maybe you'll just maybe you'll just dive in you have an appreciation go, go down the lasagna cat hole <laughs> yeah. the rabbit hole of lasagna cat i've been there it's dark place all right, I believe you had some um, iTunes review yeah. shoutouts. Hey, uh, thanks to Don O'Bailey for your nice review on iTunes. Really appreciate it. And Zan H eight, thank you again for the shout-out. We love those reviews, guys. Please keep them coming. But mm-hmm. uh, they had some nice things to say about us. They give us visibility. Yeah. They're very important. They so make us feel good here. about ourselves. Really, that's all that matters <laughs> keep to us me. Going just to yeah. know that people like me. That's <laughs> <laughs> what we all need, Matt. See, now you're going to have to get a bodyguard because you're so self-conscious about yourself. Somebody makes fun of you. Yeah, last week was my bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Go back and listen. <laughs> All right, as we mentioned, <laughs> the film we're about to talk about is not a good movie. No, it's not. Well, but who knows? Maybe some people love this movie. It would be a great mystery science theater kind of thing. Yeah. You know, chat about it while you're watching it with some friends. Maybe. Maybe a great mystery science theater. That's the bad thing. This mm-hmm. movie is really high quality. Mm-hmm. It's just a really bad movie. Very true. Very true. Today, we are raising the Titanic. What a lovely thing she was. Standing as high in the water as one of your skyscrapers. 
and God himself, they said, couldn't sink her. Then in two hours, she was gone, and 1,500 souls with her. Control, this is Deep Quest at 8,000 feet. Negative contacts. This is Turtle. No contacts, no. I think we hit the jackpot. It's at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. You're talking about 12,500 feet underwater. Which leaves us with only one choice. Are you talking about raising the Titanic? Yeah. It's the biggest job with the highest stakes anybody ever dreamt of. If there's a leak, we have to stop. What do you mean by a leak? I don't even know what you're talking about. It was a secret. That's what I'm telling you. Nobody knew about it. This is control. Do not exceed 12,000 foot depth limit. Starfish, we're plenty. Find the surface. Over. Starfish. It's gone dead. She's going down fast. They gotta lose some weight. Uh, release the damn thing. So, raise the Titanic is a. Uh, Ju- are we in July now? July. Uh, yes. Yes. Nineteen eighty. Wow. July already. Episode seven. I no, know, right? no, no. This is. Oh, this will be episode eight, but eight. it's month seven. I can't count. So. It's fine. So this is a movie uh, about the namesake of the uh, title, Raising the Titanic. Uh, and uh, considering that the Titanic sunk, this movie also sunk. It was a <laughs> terrible flop. It was uh, a shipwreck. $36 million budget, and then it made $7 million in the uh, theater. Which those $7 million need to go back to the people that watched this in theaters. <laughs> they spent so much money on this movie and mm-hmm. lost so much money yes. in this movie. Terrible. It wasn't Terrible. worth it in the end. No. Um, so the tagline, once they said God himself couldn't sink her, then they said no man on earth could reach her. Now, you will be there when we raise the, the Titanic. Titanic. <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> Neat, dude. Yeah. This movie's based on a book mm-hmm. uh, of the same name. Clive Cussler is the author. I think it was his first breakaway hit. Mm-hmm. He writes movies like, or he writes movies, he writes books you know, uh, like John Grishamy. Um, Don't they all revolve around the same guy, Dirk Pitt? Well, so that's what I discovered is that, that he has a series with this character yeah. named Dirk Pitt. And as I was watching this movie, I looked all this up, and Dirk Pitt, just like a lot of other author, authors, they focus on, you know, like Lee Child has Jack Reacher, and this guy has Dirk Pitt, and mm-hmm. whatever. Dirk Pitt is supposed to be the hero. Yeah. He's a massive douchebag <laughs> in this a, movie. He is a douche. He's not likable at all. And the movie doesn't even focus on him as the hero. I mean, mm. he's in it and he, he's the main character. He's an integral part of the movie. You but... would have I so I, I wrote down the book description, uh-huh. which I'm gonna read after we talk about it. Oh, okay. I haven't seen this, so you'll get a genuine reaction from me. So uh, just let's just wait because it's okay. the book sounds magical. Yeah. The movie <laughs> this is just a horrible 
horrible representation of yes, the book. Yes, not a good movie. So, and the, I haven't even read the book, and I know <laughs> the movie is wrong. So, <laughs> well, apparently, the part of the trivia—I didn't write this down; I just read it. But the guy who wrote the book saw this movie and hated it so much that he was like, "I will never yeah. sell another Dirk Pitt novel ever again." And I, then he did, and yeah. that sucked too. So he's like, "Sahara again? Sahara. I will never sell a Dirk Pitt novel <laughs> until I need five million dollars." Right? Yeah, until he needs some money. But he hated this movie, and he, hated he right, it. rightfully so. Good it's reason. Like, uh, so the talent, I mean, this was like, it was pretty loaded. There were a lot yeah. of character actors, a lot of people who have been in film a long time. Yes. Alec Guinness, probably most notable in at least our minds. Uh, he was Obi-Wan and I think four, five, and six? Yeah, he's Obi-Wan in the original trilogy. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. So he was excellent. Uh, he's in a lot of other stuff too, I mean. Yeah, that was his most notable thing, though, I, I believe. Yeah, sure. um, Jason Robards was in Magnolia, Tora, 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 and Philadelphia. I grew up with Jason Robards in mm -hmm. um, Little Big League. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you remember that movie. But I didn't know. I don't he, know this. He owns the Minnesota Twins and gives it to his grandson when he dies. Oh, wow. So there you go. One of those classic that uh, was my, <laughs> sports films. That was my first exposure to Jason Robards. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone else you wanted to mention? Um... Ann Archer is in this movie. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I only know her from the uh, uh, very similar. She's in these movies with these recurring characters. Uh, she's in Patriot Games with Harrison Ford mm -hmm. and Clear and Present Danger, I think, is the other one. Yeah. Um, but he plays the, uh, it's another bunch of movies based on books. Mm -hmm. But anyway, she that's what I know her from. She's just very pretty. She's in some mm -hmm. movies, so whatever. And she plays... Uh, an unimportant role in this film. Yep, completely. But there are some other like so. Uh, if you if you're into movies and you want to look this up, M. Emmett Walsh mm -hmm. is this. Uh, yeah, bigger guy. He's he's a. You'd sub. recognize him. He's one yeah. of those types of guys. He is in everything. And then the, there's a Russian actor named Ilya Baskin who is also in everything, and he always mm -hmm. plays a Russian scientist <laughs> or a Russian doctor. Uh, he's uh, he's in uh, October Sky. He's like the guy who fashions the. Was ring. he General Pavlov? <laughs> Because that guy had an awful Russian accent. Is that a character in October Sky? No, in General uh, Raise the Titanic. Oh, oh, uh, no, no, no. Oh, okay. He, 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 he has like a weird Afro thing in this movie. He was like his assistant, Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. But he's in a lot. Look him up. Ilya Baskin. You'll totally know him when you see him. So. Okay. So some trivia. Uh, Steve McQueen was offered the lead role, which I assume is Dirk Pitt. Uh, however, he felt the script was flat and turned down the offer, so... Good for you, Steve. A good you read may, on the yeah. script there. You chose wisely. <laughs> Which, it, it's kind of weird, though, because he died the same year as this was released. So. Oh, wow. Maybe the <laughs> the gods of Raised the Titanic <laughs> cursed him for not doing their movie. Exactly. Uh, a model of the Titanic was built for $350,000. Uh, when it was finished, it was too big for its tank. <laughs> a bigger tank had to be built for six million dollars sweet planning guys good job architects <laughs> this and tank designers could hold 40 million liters of water and it was built next to the existing smaller tank which had been used for a, a number of movies uh reportedly the total cost of six million was one million more than the cost to build the original titanic in 1912 interesting yeah very interesting and this was before they had even filmed right they're just six million in well, I actually write, I didn't write it down, but there was another trivia stat that was like twenty million dollars was spent before the, even Ugh. a single shot from this film was Blech. was filmed. Blech. Yeah, crazy. Gross. Yeah, horrible mismanagement of funds, horrible planning. Hopefully, they still use that tank, and they maybe got some of their money back on uh, renting it out to people. I don't know, but I'm yeah. sure that tank still exists, maybe in Hollywood somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so uh, ratings four point seven on IMDb. 
two and a half by Ebert, and I suggest you go read this review because it was a very lazy review. It, it, I, th- I think I might have read it. It doesn't have the typical Ebert flair. It was a really weird review. What? Oh, what? He what just like he spoke so colloquially about the movie. It was like very pedestrian. Hmm. Whereas when I think of Ebert, I think yeah. eloquence, and yeah. he explains things very well. But oh, this man, one was just, maybe he didn't like it. It was just I like this so. piece of crap. And I'm but not he gave gonna... it two and a half stars. That's halfway through his rating system. Yeah. All right. He was more generous than I. I'll give you that. Fifty uh, percent on Rotten Tomatoes uh, with six reviews, I believe. So <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. So um, let's jump into the film here. Uh, we open on a man digging a hole in the snow. He gets underground and he finds a body. Yep. Frozen. Intrigue. Frozen man. Frozen man. Um, we learn that we cut to the next scene. We learn that the American government is trying to build an invisible shield. Basically an Iron Curtain. Iron Curtain, missile defense um, system. It's called the Sicilian Project. Yeah. Uh, that will keep us safe from Russia. This movie is Cold War propaganda at its <laughs> finest. It's like everyone is so afraid of Russia. Yeah, they're the bad guys. Yeah, and it's so, uh, you know, it's um, anecdotal to now. Yeah, I yeah. mean, they're, they're always the bad guys. Yeah. Uh, and they are again now. Those so. Russians, man. Maybe, so, th- maybe this is a more poignant movie than we thought. I guess so. It's on the nose, at least. So, uh, they're looking for a rare mini- mineral called Byzanium. 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 I mean, if you're going to make a fake name for a fake mineral, that's pretty good. That's a good name. I kind of laughed at it. I was like, Byzanium. What's that the one from uh, Avatar? Um, mm, uh, oh, God. It's like you... That's already out of my mind. I don't you remember. something? <laughs> oh, man. It made me think of vibranium. What's vibranium? Is that a thing? It sounds like a bond mineral. You know, like they need vibranium. To... Or uh, adamantium uh, for, um, from X-Men. Yeah. Um, I do know adamantium. Wolverine. But yeah, byzanium. <laughs> byzanium. Is this mineral. That basically, to make this shield, this iron curtain, it has to have a big power source. Mm-hmm. And byzanium is the only thing, the only naturally occurring element that can work in this. They, they just need a little bit. Mm-hmm. But they, it's hard to find. It's, it's better than plutonium. It's a thousand times stronger than plutonium or uranium yep. or whatever. Right. So it's in the Arctic. So that's where some of this film takes place. Uh, it's going to be a self-contained power source. So the guy who was digging the hole is an engineer, and he was caught by a Russian soldier. But Dirk Pitt, <laughs> the protagonist, the <laughs> I guess, yeah, whatever you want to call him, poor sh- attempt at an action scene here. Yeah, he just one shots the soldier in the chest and then carries the other guy away. Yeah, this researcher is like walking through the Arctic and there's a Russian guy on him all, all of a sudden with a dog. Mm-hmm. Sicks the dog on him. Shoots him. And uh, and he's walking up on him and then you see this other mysterious figure pop out of nowhere. It's Dirk Pitt and he shoots mm-hmm. the Russian. I guess the dog... What happened to the dog? Uh, The dog got shot. He okay. shot the dog too. Okay. There was well, a dog. So he's heartless. <laughs> yeah. No, the dog was attacking him. So he yeah. picks the guy up, walks away with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in the next scene, we learn that the Russians know the Americans are looking for the mineral, and and the Russians are just the <laughs> <sighs> just such an awful plot device in this film. Every scene with them is so boring. Oh yeah, so pointless. And it's like not really. Th- there's no. There's nothing at stake. No. They they say there is. They're build. We're building a missile defense system, obviously against the yes. Russians, against the world. But you see these nerdy Russian scientists, and they're like, "These men have the byzantium. We need to. Uh, we want to build the the." They're oh, they they talk. They're like, "Could something like this actually exist?" And uh, yes, of course, but it would need, um, it would need this. And and they find out. Well, this is actually later in the movie because it cuts back to the Russians several times. Yeah. But the Russians realize 
Americans have Byzanium. Do they know what they're doing with it yet? Uh, I think they know at this point. They already know somehow that they're building a shield. Okay. Yeah, but the Russians are just momentum killers in this film. Something kind of cool happens, and then the Russians come in. It's a boring mm-hmm. two-minute scene about them talking about yeah. exposition. Yeah. All right, so Dirk Pitt returns to America. He says the engineer that he saved... Uh, he says the engineer that he saves has already the minerals already been mined apparently at some point in history like people already knew about this mineral existing in the arctic yeah back um in 19 something right right before the titanic set sail america yeah. sets sent someone who was this dead guy in the cave mm-hmm. to recover it i guess uh and then someone else was sent to go find the dead guy found him got the mineral and was taking it back on mm-hmm. the titanic and it sank. Yeah. So. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, Dr. Gene Seagram, who is another main character in this film, oh. and Dana Archibald, who is Ann Archer, I believe. It was his lover. Yeah. So they, they were lovers. They go fishing. And they have this like kind of strange, endearing scene where they're about to go fishing. And she says, I just can't put the worm on the hooky. Oh, she says hooky. Yeah. That sounds like something you would say. Just can't put, can't the, put wor- the worm on the hooky. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's establishing these two characters, Gene Selby, uh, I'm sorry. Gene Seagram. Um, Gene Seagram, played by David Selby, mm-hmm. is this scientist, and here's where I was confused. I thought he was the main character in the movie. That's, mm-hmm. that's how bad of a job this film did, yeah. setting up who is who. Yeah. Because Dirk Pitt is supposed to be the guy in charge here, but he's... The they kind of share responsibility. Yeah, and so yeah. You, you think the movie is about Gene, because why else... Why on earth would they have this scene? They go to mm-hmm. Gene's house. He and his, I guess, wife, or maybe they're not. They don't have the same last name in the on the um, like character list. Mm-hmm. They're fishing. They're just boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah, right? I guess they're just yeah. date. They're dating or something. But Gene knows that they need Byzanium to build this defense system. He's a scientist. He's trying to help mm-hmm. them find it. And uh, out of nowhere, this helicopter flies up. Uh, too lazy to land. Just mm-hmm. uh, yells at him. Are you Gene? <laughs> Uh, As if you could hear them over the propellers. Are of you the doctor, yeah, he uses a little thing. A, a, a what are those called? Big a horn. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> a big horn. Yeah, the thing. You know, the 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 loud the, the loud horn. <laughs> I'm just gonna let the, you suffer uh, here. <laughs> the thing that you you know you, you you squeeze the button and you put it. I'm just the name is escaping me right now. Um, uh, whatever. A loud speaker. <laughs> Yeah, you speak into it, and it, yeah. and it, it amplifies your voice. <laughs> uh, he yells at him from the helicopter, are you Dr. Uh, Doctor Seagram? And he's like, waves at him, and we've got to uh-huh. take you back to Washington. Uh, okay, cool. Like, just a weird, weird scene. It doesn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, this is where we learn that Dana knows Dirk Pitt, and she says that he was too high-powered for her. Yeah, she lies about it earlier. Yeah. He tells her, I'm working with this... D bag named Dirk Pitt, and she says, "Oh, I don't know him." Mm-hmm. And then she confesses, "I do know him." Yeah. He's like, "Did you date him?" She's like, "Well, no." no, no. In this awful love triangle that dies halfway through the movie, <laughs> it makes no sense again. <laughs> it's just bad, but it, it's pointless anyway. Mm-hmm. So we're moving on. Yeah. He goes so, back to DC. Yeah. So they they know that um, this Byzanium is in the Titanic. That it was. This is obviously alternate history. <laughs> yes. Just want to say it's that. Okay. It's, it's interesting. Fiction. It's a good, good action uh, plot. Yeah. So it, the Byzantium was inside the Titanic when it sunk, uh, and uh, so Dirk Pick suggests that 
they raise the Titanic from the ocean floor because divers can't get to it, obviously. Yeah. He says, uh, we're not going to go to the mountain. Yeah. We're going to make the, the mountain come to us. us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a great line. Um, and then <laughs> Dirk confronts Dana outside of some building. He sees her. Yeah. He doesn't confront. That makes it sound like he finds her. They just run into each other. Well, I mean, he says that, that Gene isn't good enough for her, and he was obviously watching yeah. her because he sees Gene go in the building. Right. Um, blah blah who cares yeah he, so important. this is where you learn that he still has feelings for her they had something going on okay um, <laughs> you are so tired already <laughs> we're like five minutes in you're exhausted <laughs> that's I know, what this movie dude. has done to you it ruined me this um, movie has torn you apart so admiral james sandecker who is another main character in this movie he's kind of the head honcho of the whole thing arrives to tell dirk and gene that the mission is a go Dirk and Gene were in this room together just chatting. Mm-hmm. Dirk is asserting his dominance over Gene, essentially. He's really rude to Gene for no reason. like Gene. Really. He's dating Dana, and Dana is his, dude. <laughs> so, uh, Gene, or uh, Admiral uh, James Sandecker basically says, like, I got the go-ahead from the president. We're gonna raise the Titanic. Good. Good for you guys. So ready. Uh, Dirk has problems with Gene. Thinks he's gonna get in the way. He's a dummy, you know? Yeah, Gene's like, hey, Captain, it would be good if you gave me all your data on the seafloor and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And the Captain's like, sure, fine. And he doesn't, you can tell he doesn't want to. And he walks away and Dirk's like, don't you ever butt in again. Yeah. He doesn't need your help. He's an admiral in the highest ranking naval whatever. Mm-hmm. And what does Gene say? He's like, if you're trying to, what does he say? He's like, if you're trying to hurt me, uh, Dirk, oh, it won't geez. work. This is too important. I it's think so I blacked stupid. out a lot during this film. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, and this is maybe a scene you can explain to me. I'll do my best. Dirk has to go to Europe to speak with John Bigelow, who is Alec Guinness. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. He, who worked on the Titanic. I guess he knows where the minerals are on the ship. Is that why they have to go to him? I, I thought that he, so they, they, um, Dirk comes back from saving that engineer. He learns all about the Byzanium, the history of it. Mm-hmm realizes that there's a guy who had the Byzantium on the Titanic, and that with his dying breath, he was like, thank God for something. And he says this name. Mm-hmm. And so they realize that there was a guy who worked on the Titanic. He was a young man who survived. He's still living. He lives in England. So I think Dirk just goes, at least this is all it shows, Dirk mm-hmm. just goes to hang out with him to sort of verify the story. Yeah. Like, they don't really do anything. So It's about a five-minute long scene. Yeah, and, and it doesn't... Doesn't do anything. It's nope. just a way to have uh, Alec Guinness in your movie. Yeah, he's re- a, reminisces about the... Yeah. He saved some memorabilia from the Titanic. He has a flag. He's like, hey, if you raise her, will you put this flag back where it goes? It's nice. It's a nice little moment, but it doesn't go anywhere. I think he just goes to talk to him to find out if they're... It, the history of this uh, this case with this Byzantium. Yep. Very interesting. So... <laughs> <laughs> The uh, Americans send a submarine down to the Titanic, uh, and they also learn that the Russians are close by. They have a research ship just in the same yep. uh, hundred yards totally, as their ships. Totally dumb. Like, I don't understand this. They're, they have a huge uh, American liner there, and then they send a sub down, and there's just a Russian ship just uh, cruising next to them. I mean, you would think that, that at the Cold War... At that time, there would have to have been an agreement to stay uh, totally. a certain distance away totally from ships. Totally wouldn't happen. Maybe because it was a research, but Dirk sees it, he's like, oh, it must be a marine research vessel. They're just watching. Even the captain, mm-hmm. even the admiral's like, 
oh, we have some visitors, the Russians. Mm-hmm. They, it's like they haven't even spoken to them, which totally would not happen. Yeah. I was like, what? this isn't, this is not happening. I mean, I'm not in the Navy, but I think I have some common sense, and I feel like that may, yeah, might not happen. No, because the Rus- they know the Russians are after the same thing, or they, they, they're assuming that they are. Yeah. So they just let them sit there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, no. No, no, think. no. Uh, so a submarine, one of the submarines that's down there starts to flood. This water starts coming into the vessel. Yeah. They're, they're very, very deep. They're trying to locate the Titanic. Yeah. All yeah. the guys start freaking out. They are scared, and then the sub implodes, and maybe one of the worst practical effects I've ever seen in my life. I actually thought it was kind of good. Really? For, for 1980. It looked like styrofoam. But it, it they they had the underwater thing down. I don't know. You should watch it. There's no way to describe it. It looks mm-hmm. weird. The, it kind of gets... The image gets distorted, sort of, because it's underwater. Yeah. And it shows it implode. I didn't mind it. There are some good practicals in this movie, but that was a bad one, I mm. felt. Yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, by today's standards, definitely. Because I'd... I only have that impression because there were some things in this movie that looked good, and that just didn't yeah. look good to me. Mm-hmm. But A lot, yeah. Personal opinion. So all those guys die. They come back up. Yeah, they come back up. um, And then Dirk, Gene, and the Admiral watch footage of a Titanic model sinking, trying to figure out where the ship would have sunk. Yeah. They they do tests, and they realize Mm -hmm. the smokestack was broken when it sunk. Mm -hmm. um, And that affects the way it sunk, so they realize they were off course by about 10 miles. Yeah, and there was a very comedic... um, sound design choice i don't know if you heard it but they <laughs> when it hit the bottom of yeah, the tank goes, <laughs> 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 they watch a video and, and gene the, the nerdy scientist is like we've tested this 400 times and every time it's hit within inches of the same spot and so dirk this tough guy with a beard or whatever he doesn't trust gene he's watching because he's he's mad because he lost three men these three yeah. men died and the pressure was too too much for this little vessel anyway so they're trying to say we're looking in the wrong spot and it shows this model sink down to a tank and it just goes as it hits this little black square i guess it's so funny because it actually like cuts away from the screen so it's just them talking and all of a sudden you just hear (laughs) (laughs) or they forgot to cut it it was good um it's at this point where they find a coronet in the ocean which is basically a tiny trumpet yeah just and so i want to clarify matt matt just said it's at this point where they find a coronet Mm -hmm. Uh, i can't blame him for that weak transition here because (laughs) the movie is full of those things (laughs) like i I was so mad because they cut back and forth to another crew Mm -hmm. underwater looking for the titanic Really good practicals, too, with the robot arms, the uh, mm-hmm. manipulators, as they call yeah, them. Yeah, that's only bad. Mm-hmm. Ready the manipulators, which sounds like a like a young gang in middle school that makes <laughs> you feel bad. It's like, it's the manipulators. Oh, no, man. Um, but here's the thing. They're up. They're showing the model. All right, mm-hmm. let's go look again. And then they're back down underwater. And then they're back up. And Dirk is not in the vessel. And then he is in the vessel. It goes back and forth mm-hmm. unexplained probably 10 times. Yeah. And so you're like, wait, we're... He was just back up talking to this guy, and now they're all on the thing, and just very weak editing. I, I had to note the weak editing. Agreed. Weak, weak, weak. Agreed. Um, so they find a coronet, and uh, it's inscribed with somebody's name who was a known musician on the Titanic, I believe. Yes, he was so, in, the, in the orchestra on the Titanic. So they know that they're in the general vicinity now. Like They know they're in the right kind of square mile, at least. Yeah. Um, so they go back. It down in the ocean and in, in the submarines and they find one of the smokestacks from the Titanic. So this is just them 
getting all of their information at this point that they're in the right area, which they could have done just with the coronet or just with the smokestack, but they had to have two separate scenes. Two separate scenes, and not only that, the scenes are no joke, 10 to 15 minutes long of mm-hmm. footage. Got to show those practicals. Expensive. <laughs> it's like, and I will say, it looks very good. It's probably filmed in, a, like we said, a big tank. Mm-hmm. They did a lot of work to make it look real, but it's just this dramatic... By the way, the soundtrack's actually pretty good, but it's just this dramatic music and the crew of this little, tiny little sub looking for the Titanic, and it cuts to their faces, and they're in awe, and it mm-hmm. cuts back to the, shi- to the ship, and that's the ship. Cuts mm-hmm. back to their faces, they're confused. Cuts back to the dirt <laughs> and, like, the cliff. Yeah, the dirt, like, it falls just down. back and forth and back and forth for probably 20 minutes. And I was mm-hmm. just, I was like, dude, this is never ending. This is awful. Yeah. So it could have been five minutes long. It, this is one of those movies where you kind of go into, like, a like like a daze, almost. Yeah. Like, you just kind of, like, stare at the screen. Like, I, was, I was in, like, a mood when, yeah. when Allison got home. Because uh-huh. uh, she, she had rehearsal and she comes home and I was like, <laughs> I just... I just wasted my night. I just hate movies. I just said this movie just took two hours away from took me. Took the joy from... This movie is an hour and 53 minutes long. I won't get it back, Matt. It's gone. <laughs> Sorry, man. That's the random nature of Rewind Cinema. <laughs> it sunk down to the bottom of the ocean like the Titanic. Uh, so part of the ocean floor falls out, which I don't know if that really happens. Maybe it does. Uh, yeah, it was like a cliff. And under, yeah. yeah. So Dirk is like, let's just follow it deeper. So this is this point where they find the Titanic. Yep, another another twenty minute scene. Yeah, of awe and wonder. Yeah. and the Titanic. Yep, uh, and and these practicals actually look pretty good. I mean, really good. It's a it's murky water. The ship looks convincing. There's little fishies swimming around. Fishies, debris everywhere. Dirt. The proportions are correct, which are not correct later in the film. It makes everything look very strange. But <laughs> in this scene, everything looks right. So. Uh, I enjoyed that. It was yeah. kind of cool. Really neat. Even though this is one of my worst fears ever, deep water, just like the unknown. Yeah. I hate that Which so the, much. The other guys died because of the pressure, and then yeah. Dirk's just like, let's go deeper. And how did they not die? I don't... <sighs> Maybe it had to do because the other guys had a leak in their ship, and there was yeah. a crack in yeah, there. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. don't think it doesn't it's, matter. It's not actual science. Uh, so... This is another Russian scene. So we have a really cool scene where we see the Titanic and we're like, oh, cool, we're getting somewhere. Cut back to the Russians. They're at a party. Uh, General Pavlov is like, let's just leak the Titanic Byzanium Sicilian project to Dana. How do they know Dana? Why do they leak this to Dana? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. So uh, Gene... Uh, suspects that Dirk leaked the information to Dana. He like he goes to her office and meets her, and she's like, "I had to run the story because I got the info." Right. He's like, "Where did you get your sources?" And she's like, "I can't tell you that <laughs> because General uh, Pavlov called her on the freaking phone." Freaking Russians. Yeah. Yeah. Like again, what that's a realistic. She's a communist, dude. She is a freaking commie. She's a commie. She's interfering in the, the security of America, <laughs> and she's just a journalist, just doing her job, Matt. She's just telling the it's story. It's okay because you don't see her again after the scene. So <laughs> you're right. Actually, you're totally right. Yeah. She's not in the movie anymore. So she decides to tell Jean that she still loves Dirk. She's like, uh, I'm, I, I, I left him. I was an idiot because I, I'm stupid. I left Dirk, and then Jean runs away, and she tries to chase him. Yeah, she's well. She's like, because she's with Jean, so she cuts him to the quick. Yeah. He says, why did you leave him? She goes, because yeah. I'm stupid. Yeah. 
She's like, no, Gene, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it, Gene. And he doesn't respond and runs away. Okay. Bye, Dana. A love triangle that doesn't. never really existed. Nope. No. So, oh, God, I just, the script, man. It's and bad. This film was nominated for three Razzies, by the way, which oh, if you yeah. don't know what Razzies are, <laughs> they're basically the Oscars for the worst movies. Yes. One was for uh, worst actor for Gene. S- Gene, which I will totally agree with. Yes. He Final thoughts. I could not stand him. Uh, directing and I think script, yeah. possibly. So um, it's at this point where the Admiral is briefing the government, all the important people, on uh, what the plan to raise the Titanic is. And here's the plan, Gabriel. We're going to fill the Titanic with foam. Mm-hmm. Lots of foam. Yep. We're going to attach these uh, helium balloon rigs to the side of the Titanic. With explosives on the bottom. With explosives. And we're going to dislodge the ship. And uh, it's going to come up because of the balloons. The foam is buoyant. He's, he listed a number of pounds of lift. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Uh, these big helium balloons will float it to the top. Yep. Uh, and that's the plan. It's the plan. It's a pretty intricate plan. It actually looks... I mean, I was fine with it. I was like, okay, whatever. I'll suspend the disbelief. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll get to a reason later why I couldn't suspend my disbelief. Mm, but okay, uh, so they drop. They cut to the next scene, and they're already dropping the balloons. Uh, so one of the balloon tanks lands on top of the Titanic. Yeah, and so that's not good, obviously. So they send one of the submarines down to try to move the balloon, but they get stuck to something. Yeah, they get, they, stuck uh, on? they get stuck on one of the smokestack things. Oh, okay. Somehow they get caught. Their manipulators are trying to move this thing, and then they just get hooked onto the ship somehow. They mm-hmm. can't move. Yeah. So they're in trouble. And then, of course, as that happens, there's a internal fire. Yes. Uh, battery, battery acid. Battery acid starts dripping, so it's creating this deadly gas inside of this sub. So they have mm-hmm. to put on masks, turn the power off to stop the fire. Yep. They're trapped. They're screwed. Um. And they're freaking out. And uh, Gene, I will admit, the the scientist, the mm-hmm. the is in this sub. Yeah. So Dirk is up on the surface with everyone else. And obviously, you care about his well being. Yeah. It's yeah. suspenseful. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, then Dirk is all ups- upset. We got more men down there, and he lost people. This is going to be a total failure. Mm-hmm. So you know what? We're going to have to raise it now. Yeah. And the guy says, "Well, this is." two weeks ahead of schedule and he says like well the schedule just changed or something ominous yeah let's just blow up some bombs right next to where the submarine <laughs> is so we can save them so they they position the explosives they have to do it now because there's also a storm coming mm-hmm. um the russians are he says like we got the russians on our tail they're about to interfere we got these mm-hmm. guys stuck we have to get this done now yeah so it's tense <laughs> crickets yeah um, insert some crickets there so um they they I, I wrote bad practicals again i don't remember what i was thinking maybe i just wrote um, that because i was pissed off i don't know point. they they dropped the explosives and and they uh they yeah. there's also an, another 10 minute scene of the manipulators of another sub arming oh the explosives. yeah 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 it goes around to each one it has to make sure <sighs> we see every explosive being armed so that takes up some more of your time and also, it's like the the things detonate, and and so like all these bubbles come up the side. Yeah, yeah big but they bubbles. don't look like real. They look like if you blew on a straw in your water glass bubbles. I don't. Oh. Think... I don't know. I just thought it was a giant 
explosion with big old I, bubbles. I don't know. That didn't bother me. I guess I don't know what explosion is 12,000 feet in the ocean looks like. So. I don't know. Um, the Titanic is dislodged, and this is probably one of the cooler scenes in the movie, I guess. The Titanic comes up. I thought it was sweet. It was pretty cool. Really cool. So it, it comes up slowly. Uh, yeah. It just kind of comes through the water. and I don't everyone's... really know how they did it, but it's uh, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. I don't it's, know how it, big the model was that they used. Yeah. It's annoying when it's underwater because it's weird. Like the camera will pan to the mm-hmm. left going up. Yeah. And then when it, like it's, it's, it's weird. It doesn't, instead of just one big shot following the ship, mm-hmm. like pans and then cuts to a place that's further up the ship and pans, it keeps cutting. It's weird. Yeah. But when the Titanic breaks the surface... It's freaking amazing. Yeah, it's I, cool. I, I was like into it at that point. I was like, this is amazing. I don't know how they did this. It's cool when they do the far away shots. Yeah. But when they get up close, you can tell. Yeah. You can tell. Yeah, but yeah. but they take time and they didn't, it wasn't a reverse shot. I mm-hmm. was like, oh, they sunk a ship and yeah. now they're, but no, you can tell from the water, the way the water's coming off. They, they mm-hmm. I don't know how they did it, but they raised a ship out of the water. Yeah. Really cool. And then it shows a long sweeping beautiful shot of the deck of the titanic it's all covered in you know crusties mm-hmm. uh did you see the little thing that they i mentioned? did yeah i looked for that too some guys some prop guys as a joke built these little men cranking a did you see a town called panic yes it looked like it one did. of the characters it, it, in a town totally called panic. Did. Yeah. like it made this little like wooden figure cranking a it's cr- like pumping a thing thing yeah i don't know and it's really hard to notice, but... I wonder if they why, got in trouble for that. Why, why would you do that? It was so stupid. Uh, just, Maybe they why? knew the movie was stupid. Anyway. Okay, I have one thing to say about the raising of the Titanic. So everything in this movie, pretty much, is based in reality except for Byzanium, correct? Sure. That's, Sorry. Sure, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much the only thing that's out... Completely out of the realm of possibility, I would assume. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how... I don't know if you could raise the Titanic the way they... Here's why you couldn't raise the Titanic. (laughs) Didn't the Titanic crack in half? It did, but they didn't know that at at the time. They didn't? No. Oh, man. Another interesting piece of trivia, the Titanic had not been found. Oh, I thought it had. No. Oh, man. Really, really interesting. That's Um, cool, actually, then. Yeah. So the thing about it is they had no idea that it had cracked in half. That was discovered later. Yeah. Um, But it's neat because I think it was actually found like right after this movie mm-hmm. came out. Another cool thing is, piece of trivia, when they locate the Titanic, the computers give a number of like 12,000 something feet mm-hmm. and they were like 100 feet off. Yeah, that was cool. I didn't yeah. see that. I wonder so, if they just totally guessed or like they had somebody like professional yeah, come in Yeah, maybe they said, had an idea. But yeah. no, they, they, so I understand why you'd be mad about that, but they didn't know that it had broken See, enough. I didn't know that. I mm-hmm. guess I didn't realize when we found the, like when we actually located the Titanic. That's kind of cool then. Yeah. 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 So, you know, and uh, again, suspend. So go back and resuspend your I am resuspended. Disbelief. You know what? This movie gets five stars now. <laughs> wow. It turns <laughs> into a great movie now. Um, so they're looking for the other submarine at this point. The Titanic had just fully come up. And um, then they're like, where, where are our friends? Where's Gene? Where's everyone? And then oh, yeah. it just slowly kind of pops up out of that. Yeah. The, the stuck sub was dislodged and they're okay. Yeah. They're fine. Blah, blah, blah. Um. We already talked about the hand pump, which is something I had written there. Um, so, uh, Dirk walks on the ship, which is actually a cool scene. Really cool scene, yeah. When it's, he goes to the dining room. Goes in the dining mm-hmm. room. Um, there are chairs and just like moss and all this stuff everywhere. And Yeah. I just thought, I thought that was a beautiful scene. Mm-hmm. They take time to show it and you kind of relive the ghosts that are, you know, 
whatever dancing in that ballroom mm -hmm. I, whatever I, maybe that's too poetic of a way to say it but one thing i was thrown off by they're a little cavalier on this ship yeah they land a helicopter just on the deck and dirk jumps out and where else are you gonna land it i well i don't know i i don't know maybe drop him from a helicopter don't land a helicopter on the deck of the titanic that's been underwater <laughs> for the last several you know however many years yeah and also he he's has this emotional moment in the thing in the dining room and then he he leaves the dining room. There's a bunch of more people on the deck and he runs over to this metal staircase mm -hmm. and just like jumps up on it, pulls himself up on it, runs up to the top. I don't know. I just yeah. thought, I was like, the, you wouldn't be allowed to do any of that. Yeah. This is the Titanic. You can't do that. <laughs> it's Dirk Pitt though, dude. But he just like uses it like a ship and uh, whatever. Okay. And, and I understand that they didn't know what the Titanic maybe looked like in its resting place at this point but there's no way that glass could still be on the ship was there there's glass there's glass everywhere like there oh, are windows, windows and, and there stuff. was like an atrium looking thing because it would have broken or something you mean i'm sure the pressure would have cracked yeah, it right. and it cracks the submarine or at least the <laughs> yeah. pressure of the water yeah like filling the ship well, there were i will say there weren't any actual wind completed windows they were all broken but there was still glass there was still glass intact like, yeah bits yeah yeah I don't know. I don't know. But uh, one of the other trivia things is they like used the ship that was ready to be destroyed apparently for the inside of it. So I'm sure they just didn't want to break the glass yeah, in maybe. that ship for whatever yeah. reason. Um. So the the only American uh, normal ship that's left decides to follow a distress signal because they're like the Navy never can't ignore a distress signal. signal. So they leave the entire crew Dirk on the is Titanic. All mad. He's like, why are they leaving? They can't leave us. We're stuck out here. He's right to be mad. There's a storm coming and the yeah. Russians are right next to us. Yeah. So, um, it's, but again, it's so I've, I've thought about that. We're almost there. It's going to, it's going to, you're going to, you're going to wrap that up with a little bow. No, no. Well, at the end. Okay. Just, yeah, keep going. So, um, they get Intel or not Intel, but they get a call from the Russians and one of them wants to come aboard. General Pavlov, the, main russian in this movie um so our brevlov not pavlov uh captain brevlov comes on the ship and he has the worst russian accent i've yeah. ever heard yeah. in a movie he did not prepare he's a swedish man oh really <laughs> yeah should have worked a little bit harder on the accent it wasn't great so he offers the crew a helicopter ride and because there's a storm coming a they storm have to coming. get off they have to get off the ship and he knows their last ship left Right, so they're so, on the Titanic, mm -hmm. which makes sense. Dirk says, we're on a ship that's famous for sinking, and a yeah. storm is coming, so yeah. he knows they're in trouble. And uh, so they say, well, if we leave, what about the Titanic? He says, uh, open ship in the Ooh, open waters, I think, of the ship. And then you discover his real purpose. He, he gets all pissy about it, and he's like, mm -hmm. the Russians are here to reclaim what is legally and rightfully ours, which yeah. is the Byzantium, because apparently his people discovered Byzantium. Yeah, it was harvested from their lands, I yeah. think is what he said. Whatever. So, and then all of a sudden, it turns into this ominous thing. He's like, basically, if you don't get off the Titanic in eight minutes, mm -hmm. the ship I'm on is armed with uh, yeah, right. some, some missiles. Yeah. And we're just going to fire an underwater missile and blow up the Titanic. Yeah, we'll blow up the Titanic and the Byzantium <laughs> yeah, that we want. So that's cool. Uh, veiled threat. Not veiled threat. A bad threat there. Like, why would you blow up the Titanic? Gabriel, just... not to worry. They walk out on the bow of the ship. And they're talking. And the Americans are considering getting on the helicopter or whatever. But they're like, oh, you know what? Never mind. He and goes, then all of a sudden, an American No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. no, no don't, 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 oh, don't go gonna, there. You got a line? No, it's, not, it's not a lie, but it's just, they've led you to believe this whole time that the Americans are like in a predicament. 
Mm-hmm. They have not let you in on the secret. And Dirk is like, come here, Admiral. I want to show you something. And they, after he gets threatened. Yeah. So they walk out to the deck. He lifts up his little mic, his little, uh, his little walkie talkie. Yeah. He's like, all right, boys, send it up. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, an American submarine is there the whole time. The whole time. And the Air Force. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, the, it's so bad. A sub comes up out of the water, positions itself between the Titanic and the Russian ship. So you're like, oh, sweet, a nuclear sub is uh, protecting them. Yeah. And then three, like, F-16s <laughs> fly over out of nowhere. Yeah, the Blue Angels or oh whatever. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you're just like, what? And, and, and it's not cool because they, they haven't let us in on it. Yeah. And I think they wanted it to be cool. Yeah. But really, you're just like, the, this is stupid. The end of this film, the last 20 minutes are American propaganda. It's Russian, so, the Russians could never keep us down, and every <laughs> every red blooded American in the movie is like, yeah. I don't know about propaganda; it's just crappy writing. It's oh just like, man! Oh, this is supposed to be so cool. America's, we've Dirk has planned all of this, but it's just stupid because he acts. I understand why he acts like he hasn't with the Russian guy, mm -hmm. but why wouldn't they let us in on that? To me, this is a hundred percent a propaganda film. Oh, hundred percent. Okay. All right. Especially the end. I don't know. I just get those vibes like America is the greatest. Russia could never undermine us. Um, what what are you so. what are you saying? You don't believe that? <laughs> I love Russia. That's a good Russian accent. I'm just saying way. it'd be great if we got along with Russia. <laughs> That's a good one. You do accents very well. Oh, thanks, buddy. You should do all the accents on our show because I suck. It's a tremendous <laughs> movie. I loved it. Um, I do like that. Uh, so the the uh, so we yeah we revealed that the Byzantium belongs to them, the Air Force, and everything's there. Blah 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 blah. I wrote Pavlov and Brevlov. I don't know, man. <laughs> Too many obs. So uh, can't keep up with all these obs. Brevlov gives up and flies away in a helicopter. He's like, Ugh, yeah, he's an awkward. darn American. Yeah, he's like, oh, you actually fooled me. I'm goodbye. And he leaves. <laughs> it's in a helicopter. Leaves two tugboats. Pull the Titanic through the Hudson. To New York Harbor. Yeah. Appeals to the American in you. You're Yay. crying. You're red, white, and blue Statue tears. of Liberty is there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they get on the ship, and they finally go to the vault that the Byzantium is supposed to be in. They open it. They find the dead body from earlier from the man that apparently was trying to, like... Watertight seal. Yeah. yeah these boxes so, were hurt. They so open they, the boxes. They're all rocks. Box of rocks. <laughs> Box of Just rocks. Just a bunch of rocks. They pull out their Geiger counter and they're like, nothing's happening. And he's mm -hmm. like, yeah, 30 seconds of him twisting knobs on <laughs> yeah, his Geiger it's counter. Like, it's, it's, it works fine. Stop trying yeah. to... Just, there's nothing there. So they're so, disappointed. They're disappointed. It cuts to the Admiral Gene and Dirk in another room. They're just kind of like longingly looking at photographs of the Titanic Dirk and stuff. is inspecting some stuff. Yeah. Gene and the Admiral are talking. The Admiral says that even if they had found the Byzantium, other countries would have gotten the Byzantium and they would have used it and make the world. Uh, okay, so scary. he's talking. The Admiral's talking to Gene, and he's like, "Look, man, don't be sad that we didn't find this. Right now, somewhere in the world, there's a think tank of people trying to come up with a Byzantium bomb." Mm -hmm. And Gene's like, "But I thought you believed in this project." And he's like, "I believed in it because I wanted to." If someone was going to make a Byzantium bomb, I mm -hmm. wanted it to be us. Yeah. Some great acting there. So Gene, Gene and his blind, <laughs> his blind patriotism is kind of let down because he realizes, yeah, the missile defense thing is good, but really we wanted it to protect America, to start building Byzantium bombs, to have the upper hand. Mm -hmm. I don't blame America for that, whatever. Yeah. So then the Admiral's like, good job, Dr. 
Dr. Gene, and he leaves. And then Dirk mm-hmm. notices, on notices a, postcard. Fo- a postcard yeah. that was not sent. He realizes that there's this town in England, mm-hmm. which is the name of this man they've thought was the whole time, this person, thank God for, I, f- I already forgot the name. I don't know his name. So they realize the Byzantium was never on the Titanic. Nope. It was in this little bitty town. Mm-hmm. So the end of the movie, Dirk and Gene go to England. They go to a graveyard to the grave of this other dude who's been mentioned. Mm-hmm. Get out the Geiger counter. Off the charts. Off the charts, The man. Byzantium is secretly buried in a graveyard in this little sleepy town on the coast of England. Mm-hmm. Beautiful town. Beautiful I, I town, want a vacation there, Beautiful actually. graveyard. These two grave diggers come up. Don't you want us to dig it up? And he's, they realize. And so then it's, I thought it was a cool moment. Yeah. Uh, Dirk is, you know, he's like, well, it's up to Gene. Because Dirk knows now, Gene knows now yeah, that they're yeah, going to use yeah. it to make a bomb. Yeah. So Dirk is quiet. He gives Gene, the, he makes, makes it Gene's call. And Gene says, no, mm-hmm. we don't want to dig it up. And you know the groundskeepers were like, when they leave. <laughs> What's under let's there? Let's dig up the stick it up. Is there some treasure under there? <laughs> you working on your Michael Caine? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Michael Caine. They're going to blow up themselves trying to dig up this, what they think is gold. <laughs> just, just radioactive material. Well, they kind of look at each other like, huh? Yeah. They're kind of dumb. Like, oh, oi. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you want us to dig it up? Um, so Dirk and Gene are friends now. Yeah, so they walk away. And, and, and Gene can rest well knowing he prevented uh, nuclear war. And then... Um, and then, uh, don't you forget about me. <laughs> Place. Place <at> the end. <laughs> That's not true. Don't, don't believe that. As they walk into the sunset. Oh. So that is Raise the Titanic. I hope you were able to stick with us through that entire thing. All right. So now I just want to read really quickly the description of the book. Okay. Um, because I think this it will, is new to me. I have not read this. This will bring light to what they should have done. Mm-hmm. Listen to this, Matt. The president's secret task force develops the ultimate defensive weapon. At its core, Byzanium, a radioactive element so rare, sufficient qualities have never been found. But a frozen American corpse on a desolate Soviet mountainside, a bizarre mining accident in Colorado, and a madman's dying message lead Dirk Pitt to a secret cache of Byzanium. Now he begins his most thrilling, daunting mission— to raise from its watery grave the shipwreck of the century. In a daring gamble, Dirk Pitt locates the Titanic, and suddenly his crew is in deadly jeopardy. Sabotaged by Russian spies and savage storms, Pitt must stop a diabolical plan for Soviet world supremacy, or see the mighty Titanic blasted out of existence. That would have been a much better film. I want to see that movie. I want to see that movie. Wait, so America was trying to make Byzanium? No, no, no. The, the, a, a secret task force to make a defensive weapon. The, sh- oh, okay. the shield. The so, like, Sicilian it, project. It, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's on par with the movie, but like that book makes... Dirk Pitt sounds like an awesome hero. You're yeah. on his side. It's his story. The movie? No, it was sort of his story. No. It was Gene's story. It was all over the place. There were no Russian spies. There were yeah. just Russians. Yeah, the it, it, Russians were just a ploy. They were just like a crappy right. plot device in this movie. Th- there was no uh, mining accident in Colorado. There was no... No wonder uh, the writer was pissed. Yeah, there was no madman who left a message. It was just a guy who was like, here lies John. He oh, died. Oh, my goodness. There was none of that. Like, there was no. There was an impending storm, but there was no big storm. That would have made, made it so much cooler. Like, 
Gabe, oh. I want you to I want you to close your eyes. Okay. Everyone, close your eyes. Think of think of thirty six million dollars, okay? <laughs> okay. Think of a pile of thirty-six million dollars. I don't know what that would look like, but you have a you have a tank of gasoline, and you just kind of walk around <laughs> and you pour it on the money, and then you light it on fire. Think that, of that is raised the Titanic. Think of that scene in in the Dark Knight oh, yeah. where Heath Ledger yeah. lights the giant pile of money exactly on fire. Exactly like that. Yeah, that was actually the <laughs> the the money that they raised to make this movie. <laughs> yeah, still in a warehouse, and he just burned it all. Exactly. Um. Man. Okay, well, let's let's wrap this up. I'm sure everyone is taking a nap at this point. Final but... thoughts for me. David Selby sucks. He played Gene. <laughs> he was so boring. Yeah. I thought it was going to be his story, and he was just a bad actor. Mm-hmm. Just just bad. Uh, the, the practicals look good. The robotic arm looks good. Love the raising scene of the Titanic. Love the ballroom scene. Uh, Dirk is a D-bag. Sorry to keep using that word, but I don't have a better term. <laughs> He's not likable at all. He's not a hero. He's just a jerk. And his hair is just, he needs to get a haircut. Mm-hmm. Um, I have nothing else to say about this movie. <laughs> it was very boring. This movie gets one shipwreck out of five. All right. I, yeah, I don't have much to add than, than what you added. I, as with many movies, the downfall of this film is the script. Yes. And also with this movie, the acting, it just wasn't convincing, but that's also a product of the script. If the movie had followed the trajectory, the plot of the book, if there had been Russian intrigue, if there had been storms, if there had been bigger set pieces a, than a just raising the Titanic, yeah. Titanic, yeah. If, if Dana, like, you. Movies don't need love <laughs> stories. They don't need them, but they cram them in. And unless some, it's a love story. Yeah, unless it's a love story. Unless it's a notebook. Sometimes it, it works well in an action movie. People can pull it off. You feel you feel empathy for all the characters. You worry when they're in danger. In this movie, the love story just dissolves 40 minutes into the film, and then there's an hour left, and then it's just 30 minutes of them raising the Titanic. And then it just feels like they forget about what they need to do next. And they try and wrap up all these ties, and it's just awful, awful, awful. Acting pretty much all around is just bad. I don't know if I blame them. I don't know if I blame the script. I didn't pay that much attention, to be honest with you. The practicals, like you said, were all pretty good. There were a few that just seemed out of place when the Titanic was raising. They got all these close-up shots where you could definitely tell it was a model, and the water was just too clear to be ocean water. It looked really weird. Hmm. Just like the... It looked almost like tilt shift, like photography. Mm. It was like very strange. Yeah. There's hardly anything redeemable. The Titanic coming up, the ballroom scene, like you said, probably the only redeemable qualities of this film. So, in summation, I give this 0.5 (laughs) chumped Russians out of five. (laughs) How you, why you chump me? (laughs) Take Um, that, Russians. Take that, Russia. We won the Cold War. Yeah, suck it, Russia. <laughs> yeah, Cold War V two coming soon to a theater near uh, you. <laughs> well, now we got through it. Um, we we, did. we 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 lost those two hours of our lives. This but... was the single worst film we've created so far. Yeah, it was. It's sad because it really did look good for the most part, and mm-hmm. it was a nice budget, but it just couldn't could not hold up. Didn't um, hold my interest. This movie sunk. Won't hold your interest. Please don't watch this movie. Please, yeah. please, please. But you know what? Next week we are reviewing a. a Hopefully a much better movie, mm-hmm. uh, famous 
1980s drama, Ordinary People. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to watch it. I've never seen that movie. I am very excited to watch this because I feel like it's going to be the first movie that is universally regarded as good. Yeah. Although I'm scared. It might be a sad episode. Maybe we'll yeah. just be sad the whole time. No. We were always happy. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, looking forward to watching that. But uh, I think that, that does it for this episode. Next week Wraps is episode 10 already. Or uh, nine. Uh, actually, no, no, no. Is no, it? 10. Yeah, seven was our special episode with Pat. Oh. My, my bodyguard was eight. Nine uh, is this one. Ten is ordinary people. Yeah. So good for us. Ten episodes. Just Hopefully you're still with us. If you have along. friends that like podcasts, please tell them about this podcast. If they like movies, tell them about this podcast. If people don't know about podcasts, because that's still, that's you thing. might not know this, but podcasts aren't necessarily popular yet. Yeah. A lot of people are like, why would I listen to a podcast? But even podcasts in the upper echelon, like they get maybe a couple of thousand listeners per episode, which if you think of that, about that in terms of film and TV, yeah. It's, Minimal. So tell people about podcasts. Tell them yeah. where they can find us. Like us. Give us some reviews. Give us some ratings. Subscribe if you uh, if you would like to do that. Find mm-hmm. us on Twitter at Rewind Cinema Pod. Mm-hmm. Gmail Rewind Cinema Podcast at Gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find us on every major streaming service. As we've said before, we're everywhere. Mm-hmm. We're everywhere, <laughs> and we're nowhere at the same time. Uh, and uh, yeah, what else, Matt? Um, stay away from bad movies. <laughs> Watch more good movies, I guess. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, see you next week. Until next time. Watch more movies. Good movies. Good movies. (laughs) Bye.